Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Thomas Stirner, professor of environmental economics at the University of Gothenburg. So, I'm sitting here in, with Thomas Stirner. Uh, thank you very much for spending time with thank me. Thank you. And we are at the Global Economic Symposium. That's a good name, isn't it? It is, indeed. <laughs> almost a little pretentious, but then there's a fantastic collection of people here. Um, yes, and we are. Wh- where are we exactly? In the Plön Castle. It's not about an hour from Hamburg. Okay, and now we are both uh, escaping a session that we should have been in, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> else is just coming out, in fact. We will be disturbed. Okay, so um, I wanted, uh, you, you do a lot of work on um, energy and environment, and I want you to tell me a little bit about what's your opinion on gasoline taxes. I mean, obviously, it has to be a terrible thing to do, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I am uh, one of these bad guys who thinks we should have more gasoline taxes. Wait, wait, you're not an economist? <laughs> Well, exactly. I am an economist, of course. And um, sometimes we don't see the, the forest for the trees, so to speak. And we are, we are looking for efficient instruments to reduce carbon emissions. And we know there actually is one. And it has been tried for a long time. And it's called gasoline taxes. So um, where, where has it been tried? I mean, you, you're Swedish. You, you yeah. live in Sweden. So uh, Sweden has tried it. Sweden has tried it. In fact, the world leader and the country, I always say, is the most environmental is Italy. They have for the longest time had the highest gasoline taxes. Italy, that's amazing. I, never, I could have never guessed that they were leading anything. Exactly. There is some irony in this, and uh, I don't know. One might say maybe there are other reasons why they have high gasoline taxes. Some people say they don't succeed in collecting taxes on anything else. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that uh, the effect of the gasoline tax uh, does not really depend on what the ministers were thinking when they wrote the law. That's right. So what, what happens when you put taxes on gasoline? Well, people use less gasoline. Okay. How, how much less? Well, uh, I mean, in, in Europe... Um, on average, we are using less than half of, of, of the states, maybe between a third and a half. Uh, and, and that's taking into account the different sizes? and That's taking into account particularly differences in income. That would be what, because I, I basically use a model where, where demand is based on income and uh, consumption and price. Okay, so per the same income, uh, you, Europeans use half as much gas as Americans. Yeah. Is that and, uh, I mean, there are not very big income differences on, on the whole between the richer countries in Europe and the States. In the States. <coughs> okay, and, uh, and you, you are tying this to the taxation? Yes, uh, I, I think that is the main reason, the main force of causality here is that high taxes lead to low consumption, but... Only in the very long run. Uh, the, the full effect of the elasticity, the effect is maybe 10, 15 years. So in one year time frame, nothing much happens. Okay, so if we went ahead tomorrow and put some taxes on gasoline in the US, uh, you don't predict much, much activity. Exactly. In fact, I think we know the price elasticity is about one-tenth of a percent in the, in the one-year frame. What, what, what does it mean, one-tenth of a percent? Well, so, so the price of gasoline goes up by 10%, and consumption will go down by about 1% in the short run. 
but in the very long run, about 8%. Okay, so in the short run, it's very hard to change habits, it's very hard to change something, but in the long run, it will be much better. What do you think is the right amount of taxation to put on gasoline in the U.S.? Well, I think a, f- a start would be to reach the, the European level, basically, that is, in, for instance, in England. Uh, how much is that? Well, it's uh, about um, 100, between 150 and 200% of the price. Okay, so to move to the European level, you think will have a, a good long-term effect? Yes, but it is, it is, the political difficulty is that it is very long-term. Um, that in the short run, you get the pain and the complaints, <laughs> and in the long run, you get the climate benefits. This is difficult, of course, from, from the political leadership point of view. That's right. And why not put the taxes on something else, like on the cars themselves or on um, income, on something else? Well, if you want to have an effect on the gasoline consumption, the carbon emissions, which is the, practically the same thing, uh, then you have to tax the, the actual source of the emissions. If you ta- tax income, you are just taking people's income away. That, that, that has no effect of practically on gasoline. Well, but then they would want to save, and they will save in all kinds of ways that they can, including driving less, maybe. Mm, yeah, but a more efficient way is to put the tax exactly on the gasoline. If you put the tax, for instance, on, on cars instead, big cars instead, then people will... will um, you won't be affecting... Once they bought the car, you don't affect how much they use it. That's right. So um, how popular are you uh, by proposing a higher taxes on gasoline? Well, in, in the irony is that in some countries, I don't know, if I, 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 I almost feel responsible because there are some environmental ministers who get shot when they, when they try <laughs> to raise the gasoline taxes. But uh, interestingly enough, in the countries where they for a long time have had this, like in Italy it is relatively acceptable to raise them more. You would think it would be easier to raise gasoline taxes where they are low, but it's easier where they are high. So, so once people get used to the idea that, that taxes on gasoline are an acceptable way to control that, they're willing to accept it and they're willing to even take higher tax increases on that. Yes, you get lobbies always built around status quo. And in, in the US, you have lots of people... Um, making and driving big cars and being dependent on that. In Italy, you have a lot of people who drive buses and make bicycles, and the cars they make are very efficient. And I even managed to interview one of the directors of Fiat once, and I asked what, what Fiat thinks about gasoline taxes. And to my great joy, there was a, uh, an auto manufacturer who says, we are very much in favor of a higher gasoline taxes. Otherwise, people would buy BMW. BMW, I see. I, I used to have a Fiat, a Fiat 600 when I was a kid. I, I can't uh, say I have good fun memories of that particular <laughs> car. I mostly remember pushing it to, to get it started. Um, so so maybe, maybe the thing is, though, to, to increase the price of um, the taxation on gasoline in the U.S., at least to some level. So there's some acceptance, some social acceptance on that, and then try to push it higher and higher, but not to have a, a higher threshold of trying to do a 200% increase, but instead maybe doing a 25 increase and seeing what this will get social acceptance. I think uh, um, you need something like uh, England had the fuel price escalator, which was actually Margaret Thatcher's policy. I don't always follow her, uh, her as, as my guiding star in politics, but... Uh, 
but I think this is smart because uh, you announce a price rise that um, people can take into account and you somewhat diffuse the political resistance because you don't get all the price increase at once and people have time to adapt. Uh, so I think that's that's wise, uh, and you need to explain the policy. I think you should, for instance, you should call it a climate tax. You shouldn't call it a gas tax. Yeah. And um, last question: Do you think there's a chance this will actually happen in the U.S.? Yes, actually, I'm I, I'm optimistic. I think this is this is partly a matter of uh, just my personality. If you want to be pessimistic, there's a lot of data to look at. <laughs> If you want to, but it's more fun to be optimistic and. People never thought Nelson Mandela would get out of jail or the French would stop smoking and start wearing seatbelts. I think one day the U.S. will be a leader in climate change politics. Well, that's a very hopeful, and thank you very much for that. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.